Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, having a lot of fun on the show today, uh, celebrating the life of Mike Leach. Still sad about his passing, but uh, celebrating the life of a great coach, Mike Leach. Uh, we'll get back to that conversation here. We got our all flex uh, announcements that continue. We'll give you the uh, selections for all flex team that have already been revealed, and then we'll give you the QB on our all flex team. Top of the charts Tuesday, we play jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. My man Patrick doing a great job DJing a top of the charts Tuesday. You can be a part of the show. Specs Tech Sound is the best way to do it. 512 337 3776. A lot of you out there uh, also paying tribute to Mike Leach. We appreciate it. Uh, some of you texters are just wrong about stuff. Uh, U of H ran what they call the run and shoot. <laughs> it wasn't an air raid in the 80s, but nice try. It's okay. And the oldest ran the same thing too. We love you, Blue Running Shoot. So, yeah. anyway, uh, please continue your participation on the Spec Text Line 512 337 3776. We got to get to our all flex team here, folks. All right, let me give you the uh, selections that have already been announced. My man, uh, Hard, is going to give you wide receivers, but also he's going to give you the QB. That's the right. He's going to reveal the all flex QB. All right, so let me give you the rundown. All day long, we're revealing our all flex team. Congrats to all of these folks. And trust me, it came down to heated debates and discussions Very about heated. these selections. Uh, trust Rod B's got his opinions about selections, too, but all of these guys are very deserving. Defensive line, Caleb Dickey from Crockett, Damian Wimberly out of Vandergriff, Prince Will Uman Mielin out of Maynard, and Colton Vosick out of Westlake, who uh, will be going to the 40 Acres. Those are your defensive linemen. That is a hell of a group yes, uh, right is. there. Your linebackers, Reed Vines out of Cedar Park, Ivy Webb from Anderson. Tackling machine. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, and Brody Bueno, love the name. Another one. Uh, out of Huddo. He is also, yeah, <laughs> he is a tackling machine, no question. Another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, DBs, um, and shout out to the DBs. You got Jalen Gilbert out of Round Rock. He's uh, one of the best DBs uh, in the area. As a matter of fact, uh, he didn't even have an offer when we first ranked him on our preseason all-flex watch list. Uh, now he's already decommitted from Washington State and committed to Vanderbilt recently. Uh, Alex Foster, I swear Alex Foster is some version of a Terminator series that was sent back in time to just hunt down ball carriers and terminate ball carriers. His stats are crazy, ridiculous, 182 tackles, and he's just a junior, very deserving out of Vandergrift, and he's still playing right now. He's a big part of their wins. Uh, Peyton Morgan out of Pflugerville Weiss makes it uh, as a DB in our defensive backfield. Love his game. Very natural, uh, very fluid. Uh, he's got six interceptions, two pick sixes on the season. Very deserving. And Justin Strong, and we can't say enough about Justin Strong, man. He got to play both no. ways. He's talking about Ironman football, Jim Thorpe-style football for Elgin, and did a great job for him this year. I'll admit, I'm a cornerback, so um, we didn't have a cornerback really on our, for all flex defensive backs. All these guys are safeties. Um, I think the best cornerback in the area is probably Leonard Moore out of Round Rock. Uh, I think another one might be David Jeffrey, but I don't get to make all these final decisions. I think a lot, a lot of it hurt them because you had one selection out there already with my man Jalen Gilbert from the same school. Also, he's a punt return selection for us as well as one of the uh, area punt returns for the All-Flex team. That might have hurt him a little bit. And I think for corners in high school, I'll just be honest, I think it's going to be tough for them uh, to make it because they don't have the stats. you got to go out there and watch those guys. Yep, yep, you got to yep. go watch them more and see that nobody's targeting the guy, and that's why he's just locking down receivers. So it might be tougher for those guys, um, but uh, congrats to all the DBs that made it. Uh, the kickers, punters, return specialists, o o o o Owen Norrell of Westwood is a punter. 
kicker Patrick Helene out of uh, Buta Johnson. Returners Cameron Cook out of Stony Point. He is a hell of a player. I heard Man. Craig talking about he could have been easily one of our running back selections for the All-Flex team. Uh, really good player. And he is committed to TCU. TCU. Good player. Going to play at the next level. We'll be really for impressive. For sure. Uh, Leonard Moore. I just talked about him. I think he's the best corner in Central Texas potentially. Out of Round Rock. Also a junior but also makes it as a returner. Long snapper. Jake Helms out of Westlake. Shout out to him. Uh, also center. Uh, we're going to the offensive line now. Center Jackson Harrison out of Liberty Hill. So shout out to him making it that slot T mafia. Uh, offensive lineman. You got Ian Reed uh, out of Vandergriff. And uh, yeah, man, this young man is just a straight up house. I mean, 6'6", 315. Uh, also a Clemson commit out of Vandergriff. Uh, Tyler Knapp, 6'4", 275 on that Westlake line putting in work. Also a tackle. Uh, Jane Chapman, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Offers from Bama, Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, AM, Baylor, you name it. 6'4", 300 interior offensive lineman. He makes it out of Harker Heights. 254. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Hudson Stillwell, once again, Slot T Mafia, man. Please send me a t-shirt or a hat. I would love one. Uh, Liberty Hill, Hudson Stillwell makes it, so they're represented twice on our uh, all-flex offensive line. Receivers, Harge, who you got? We got Jaden Greathouse out of Westlake. Kid has been at Westlake, been on the varsity since his freshman year. Now he's off to Notre Dame. Uh, Drayton Dickman from Georgetown. Top wide receiver continues to make plays a major part to the success that uh, Georgetown has uh, had. Fly high, Eagles. Fly high. And Ed Small, wide receiver from Anderson, a University of Texas commit, only a sophomore. Expect big things from him. At the running back position, we have Cedric Alexander from LBJ. Austin ISD's Mm -hmm. all-time leading rusher. Mm -hmm. By the way, Kid didn't even get to play in half the games in the second half because they had up big numbers. Mm -hmm. He could have put that thing completely out of reach. And Quentin Joyner, running back, committed to USC. Lincoln Riley was just in the house the other day out of Maynard. Big-time running back expecting big-time things at USC. But most importantly, he's our all-flex watch. I mean, our all-flex team running back. He and Cedric Alexander. In the moment everyone's been waiting for, coming in for quarterback for the all-flex team is Brayden Buchanan from Vandegrift. This guy is still in the playoffs. He's a big-time baseball commit, committed to play at Baylor, but he has just been willing his team and continuing to put up big numbers, and he is our all-flex team quarterback. Quarterback, Braden Buchanan from Vandergriff. Yeah, man. Uh, they're still playing right now. Vandergriff uh, will be uh, in the playoffs uh, def- trying to win it all. Playing uh, against DeSoto. DeSoto. Yeah. Woo. Uh, that's a big matchup for them. Uh, Wimberley, shout-out to them. They're playing Carthage uh, also in the this, in this state championship game. Uh, there you go. Braden Buchanan makes a congratulations to him, the Vandergriff quarterback, uh, over 3,200 passing yards, 65% completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, Downs, only five, five picks so picks, far. Also it. threw in nine rushing touchdowns. Um, but, hey, man, the quarterback position is about getting the dub, getting the wins, um, and that's what uh, Braden Buchanan has been helping uh, the Vandergrift Vipers do. So congrats to all of the All-Flex uh, selections. Please go to flxatx.com, flxatx, uh, all of your social media platforms, and you can find out more details there. But congrats to all these guys, and trust me, there were uh, other uh, selections from the All-Flex finalists uh, that we thought, hey, were deserved 
serving. Uh, but we, you know, got into some heated debates about this, uh, did some deep dive, rabbit holing research about it, um, and came up with our all flex list. Really proud of it. Um, and congrats to all of those uh, selections. Yep, all right. No so doubt. go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. All right. Let's, and tomorrow. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yes. Tomorrow yes. we will yes, be Thank you, at Pluckers. And uh, we encourage all these players that have been named to the first inaugural, the inaugural All Flex team to stop by and say hello to us. We will be at Pluckers on 183 and Burnett Road Research location from 3 to 7. We'll have a round table, so make sure you come out and say hello to us. And once again, congratulations for being on the inaugural All Flex team. Yeah, there you go. Uh, give me some more details, but go check out hornfm.com. You can find out details about where we'll be tomorrow, uh, and also we'll remind you before we get out of here. No doubt. All right, there are uh, two. We haven't. There's a few stories that we haven't gotten a chance to hit. Of course, getting back, we'll get back to some of the Mike Leach tribute as well. Uh, but Longhorn related uh, stories, football related stories. We did have. Bijan Robinson received some more accolades. Also, Jalen Ford, uh, both of them uh, named as All-Americans. Now, I believe mm-hmm. Bijan is a first-team All-American. Correct. Um, and Jalen Ford, he ends up being a third-team All-American. But, hey, trust me, third-team All-American, you All-American. <laughs> you All-American. Hey, you don't, don't nobody give the team. All right, <laughs> exactly. when, I, when I say I was All-American, I said I don't give the team. I just say I was an All-American. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you I was 14, Sporting News, all that. No, no you All-American. I was All-American. No, all you hear, All-American. That's, right. all That's it. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, my man, Jalen Ford, uh, very deserving. So now, uh, Bijan Robinson, guys, I believe now he is at consensus status. Very much so. Because uh, consensus status basically means you have to have all Amer- be an All-American selection on, I want to say it's half. It requires half of the uh, recognized NCAA selectors. I have no idea how they determine these selectors. Don't even ask me. Who, I really who, still don't who know knows? that. I'm sure it was done way back in the day. Yeah. So you get, you get uh, selected as All-American by half of those recognized selectors. That means you are a consensus um, and Robinson uh, was named uh, first-team All-American last week by Football Rights Association of America and the Walter Camp Football Foundation. Gives him consensus status. If uh, he receives first-team All-American recognition from the American Football Coaches Association and the Sporting News. I told you Sporting News. There news. you go. There you uh, go. I know. Who's, who reads the Sporting News anymore? Hey, why is the Sporting it's News? It's online. Why you can the, look on it. Can we? Why does the Sporting News um, All-American team still matter? Don't we agree there's somebody else out there who is not really, I don't know, as um, I, as credentialed, I guess, as, as the Sporting News probably ha- is more relevant these days? Sporting Uh-oh. News was relevant when Rod B was young. It's still there, man. I want to say I was a Sporting News All-American, so I'm not mocking it. I, I want it there so I can still keep I'm reading it right status. now. It's still there. All, right. All you got to do is look online and you okay. can find everything. All right. Well, then Sporting News part of it, too. <laughs> so if he gets that, uh, he would become the program's first unanimous All-American since Long Ball Dixon um, in 2017 and Deshaun Elliott, the Joker. The Joker. Yeah, who plays for Detroit right now, mm-hmm. leading their team in tackles. Not only did all that happen for him, he also was named finalist for the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, which was announced today. He's on there, uh, TCU's Max Duggan, U- uh, UTSA's Frank Harris, and, of course, Deuce Vaughn from K-State. All are on the list. For Tyler Rose, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think Bijan. Yeah, that's pretty sad. That to say. Up. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. sad. Put your money on. Put your money on now. Yeah. That. That's pretty locked up. But that would that would be a shock if he didn't win the Tyler Rose Award. Yep. Um, but 
you know, with Bijan Robinson, at least he has not said this, and university has not said either. It's been reported by Inside Texas, and now most pilots said he will not play in the bowl game. Correct. Neither will Rojo, and neither will Demo. Um, and, and you know what? Maybe we'll never receive an, an official announcement about that. That probably okay. won't happen until before, right before the bowl game, literally the day of. Okay, I got some information you got for you. For me? So Bijan is consensus. If he's on the AFCA team, he will be a unanimous All-American. AP, Football Writers Association, Walter Camp, Sporting News, and AFCA are the five. Bijan was just named to the Sporting News, as you just said, today. So if he can get on the AFCA All-American team, then he will be a unanimous and consensus. Okay. So Um, The eighth, he's the eighth back to get consensus status for Texas. Eighth running back, excuse me. James Saxton in 61. Chris Gilbert, 68. Steve Wooster in 70. Roosevelt Leaks. Rosie. Rosie. In 73. Uh, Earl Campbell in 77. Ricky did it twice, 97 and 98. Shot. And then Deontay Foreman, 2016, who's balling with Carolina on, right now. Come on. Uh, and Carolina, Carolina loves to run the rock. They run the rock like 40, like 45-plus times, I want to say, Which is in the last three or four games. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you seen their quarterbacks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good point. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's a good point there. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Bijan Robinson getting All-American status, consensus All-American status, but on his way to being a unanimous All-American. Honestly, I think he'll get it, actually. I, I think so. I, I mean, there's I no reason for it. He's a Doke Walker Award winner. Yeah. If you're going to vote on things, why don't you give it to somebody that got an award? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm with you on that, no doubt. Uh, okay, another Longhorn-related story we haven't had a chance to hit. It's just been a lot of crazy stuff happening the last couple of days. Uh, Junior Angelau. Yep. He joins uh, the Transfer Portal group. The Transfer Portal give it, and it taketh the way. Uh, this time it's taken away a lineman that had three years of starting experience for Texas. Correct. I mean, let's be honest. This is a guy you're going to miss. 34 starts uh, in his career at Texas. Remember, he had the injury last season. That's why um, you didn't see him last year. Uh, but he had 34 starts. This is a guy that was going to compete for a starting spot on your O-line. This, this, is, this is not great for you know, experienced depth at the at the O line, but I'll tell you what it is good for to me. Junior Galau, a guy who started thirty four games on the forty acres, seen a lot of football, and obviously knows that he could have competed this year. But he knows ain't no guarantees getting that spot. No, no doubt. He's looking at them young offensive linemen, right. and I think he not, not intimidated, but I think he knows the writing could be on the wall because most coaches, if there's an even competition between. Two players, you go with the younger player. Well, just younger player usually has a higher upside. Mm-hmm. Usually, got a quicker and a faster rate of development. Don't 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 use or mm-hmm. don't disrupt what you see is happening now. Those guys are starting to gel. You mm-hmm. got another opportunity, but you can uh, you can make so many different things can happen during this time, and you see it. And you saw the big bear hug that he gave uh, Coach Sark yeah. on Senior Day. When he was walking out there pregame, I don't know if anybody saw that he was working. He walked out with this little skirt on. I don't know what they call that from a his kilt. No, it wasn't a kilt. It was more of the grass skirt for oh, his nationality. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he was representing. Okay. And then uh, I just got this text right now too. Logan Parr 
is another one who just entered. He just hit it? Yeah, he just entered so how many, the portal cause, today. Uh, what number are we at then? Because I uh, believe Junior might have been 12 because we had Isaac. Was it Isaac Pearson or something hit the, the transfer portal? Yes. The punter hit yeah. it. I know we don't count those. but he's No, you should. You I should. know we should. You should. You so should. I, I think it, Logan Parker might put us at 13 I believe in you the might transfer be portal right. right now. I believe you're right. If I'm not mistaken. I'll I'm go count that. right now. Okay, I will count that in the break. But I think that may have us at 13 players in the portal. And honestly, I believe this is – pretty on par for most major Power 5 programs. And I know attrition is a big topic of discussion, but I think now with the tran- being in the new transfer portal era with the transfer market, people are going to look less at attrition rates and now just kind of look at the transfer portal. It's kind of a natural progression that mm-hmm. every every team's got to go through a transfer portal attrition every year, and then you'll have the addition on the other side of that. It's just natural part of the process now. Yeah. So. I think you were right. I think we're at we're 11. At we're, oh. we're at 12. We're at 12? 12? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're right. at 12. Okay, so I know we're somewhere around there. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's not bad. And it started pretty much with uh, Devin Tro- Richardson first. Okay, I thought Troy Mary might have been up there earlier, uh, too. December 2nd, okay. uh, Devin Richardson entered, and then Hudson Card, Carrick, DJ Harris, the jun- uh, junior, Coffey, Jameer Johnson, Prince Darbo, Troy Mary. Hmm. Isaac Pearson, Junior Angelau, and now Logan Parr. Uh, uh, Texter says Texas picked up a punter from Stanford. They did. They yeah. did. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the transfer portal. Give it then and take it away. Uh, <laughs> no you doubt. basically have to evaluate your roster every year and then look at the transfer portal as a way to get the to, to really remedy your most urgent issues, right. whatever they may be. Um, and then you can try to – fill in the gaps uh, in recruiting or which recruiting classes. But if you need an urgent need, most teams figure the transfer report is the best way to find that veteran, experienced, proven talent already. Uh, are we, there's an Arch Manning interview out there. We'll probably table that for tomorrow uh, and get to that tomorrow. We'll have more Mike Leach tributes on the other side, but I want to get in uh, some NFL discussion, a couple of NFL news notes, nuggets from week 14. Uh, didn't get a chance to review all of the matchups uh, that we want to get in for week 14, so we'll do that on the other side. More talk about Mike Leach and his legacy. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. One, two, On 104.9 The Horn discussing uh, holiday show plans here. Uh, Bob don't lie, getting ready. Uh, Top of the charts Tuesday. My man Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Oh man, this is pretty. This is pretty. Recent for your top of the charts Tuesday. I mean, it is, but it's not. I mean, it's still know, it's 19 still, years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I believe 2003. Damn, right? Old. I am so old. Damn. That just maybe that just impressed me a little bit. <laughs> and it was 19. So about 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow! All right, all right, all right, all right, all no, right. No, you were still saying, you were still doing this in the clubs. That's what I'm saying. Like that's basically what I was like. Oh, this is that yeah. I used to go out and dance in clubs, picking up. You now, know, the recent, up recent now is like. Oh, I heard this on the radio once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I heard this man. when I was. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, this is a cool song. My dad plays this song. We're in the car. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Now you need. <laughs> now you need to be like, 
all my nieces listening to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like now, the people's kids and teenagers are jamming what I used to think was club music because their mom and dad jamming as oldies in the yeah. car now. Uh-huh. Oldies, <laughs> that's right. Twenty years old. No, throwback, yeah. yeah. Throwback jams. Like I used to jam up to that, man. No, it's when you're at the store and uh. they start playing heavy metal music, like eighties metal, and you're like, this was supposed to be dangerous, man. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right, all that's right. That's a great right, point. Right. That is true. <laughs> it happened to gangster rap too. Yeah. Oh, where you're sure. like when when, they, when their kids so you start hearing gangster rap in the suburbs and then all the soccer moms were playing it too. He's like, it's lost a little bit of its luster. Yeah, it's Snoop not as gangster as we Snoop once Dogg's thought Snoop Dogg's hanging it was. out with Martha Stewart. You're like, yeah, it ain't that gangster no more. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. It's all good, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta, I don't gotta, be, you know, we're probably like five, ten years away from buying groceries to Tupac. Oh, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. My big thing is, I, I tell people this all the time, because now I'm 42 my brother is 47 hard. You're what, 50, 150? 50, man. Come 50? on, man. Don't give me an extra Sorry, day. sorry. <laughs> it's coming up, though. My birthday you is what, next you month. You my like birthday 50, is 65, 80? Yeah. <laughs> my birthday is next month. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like hip-hop is less than 50 years old. Like right. the, the genre itself. Yeah. It's, it's the most popular genre of music in America. But it's less than 50 years old. When you get to, when I get to 60 or 70, oh God, if I live that long, 60 or Come 70. we're going to be there. In the retirement homes, they're going to be playing Pac. And they're gonna be playing like you know, I know like in my Drake room they will and be. like Rick Ross and yeah. like all these old artists and kids are gonna be like, That's who the hell is that? That was what are you jamming? But all of the old people then are gonna be fans of hip hop. They'll just be in their sixties yeah. and seventies. That's gonna be really creepy. That's gonna be creepy. But you'd be jamming Tupac I'm, I'm too short. You, it's gonna be the the culture shock is when you're walking down the aisle of the store, buying like buying groceries or whatever, and you find yourself and you're like sing along and you're like, Wait, why is this an H E B? Why am I listening to this right now? Right. What the whoa from a yeah, yeah. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, come on now. You're right, man, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that was really good. Oh man, I'm I'm I, I'm a DMX dude. I, obviously, man. yeah. I didn't know you had no ground work though. And everything. Yeah. That's a jit right there. Yeah, they start playing that little jit, little John and Eastside yeah. boys hanging out in the academy, sports and outdoors. You're like, what is this? From the window <laughs> to the wall, and then somebody on the other side. Oh, here he's gonna Exactly. Oh, uh, now we know hard. Hard gonna be walking down to danger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're going to be jabbing like mystical and juvenile. Exactly. Back that thing up. They're like, oh, yeah. Girl, uh-huh. you look good with it. <laughs> I cannot wait for that day. Hopefully, I'm no alive doubt. to see it. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about um, a little bit about T.Y. Hilton and uh, the NFL Week 14 in review. And we didn't get to a ton of it yesterday. We just had, a lot, obviously, a lot of stuff happening yesterday yeah. um, that we need to get around to. Um, is there any result of the week 14 that surprised you more than Brock Purdy's performance versus the Bucks in Tampa Bay? Well, the only thing that really surprised me was I didn't think it was that much of a surprise, but the way that the Cowboys played. Oh, okay. You know what? That is, I agree with that. that you know you're right. No, no, that is a big surprise. That, is, that was the biggest point spread of the season so right, far. Right, right. So for – for the game to come down to what it did. And here's the other part of this, and I saw this debate, and I was very intrigued by this debate. The fact of the matter that Dak took his team 98 yards in a situation where they had to win, Mm -hmm. people continue to say the Cowboys were terrible, which partially true. But on Monday Night Football, we gave Tom Brady – a glowing praise for what he did at the end of the game. 
He was terrible for 55 minutes. Was that Thursday? Tampa? No, that, no, Thursday was uh, Baker Mayfield. Okay. So we had those things happen, and then we we had it finish hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys, and we are very yeah. critical of it. So in my way, I want to give credence to the fact that Dak did drive his team, regardless of how bad it was. The game was on the line, and historically – this would have been the biggest upset, won't point spread that we had ever seen of the season. Definitely. Of the season, but for it would sure. have been one of the most in the last twenty years. It exactly, would have, have been a bad. Upset. So for them to go out there and win that game, win it ugly, is very true to the fact of the criticism that we in the media love to give certain teams. I'm not going to say everybody. I'm just saying right now. So I want to say the biggest shock was the game was that close. But we also need to give flowers to the fact that he drove the team 98 yards in a moment where we had been criticizing the way he had played the entire game. But in crunch time, because Monday night, Tom Brady was awful. It was a it was a historically bad Tom Brady game. And then, yeah. boom, <laughs> they win the game, and Tom's running off the field. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, man, we should have known Tom Brady was going to be able to do what he did. And I know it's because he got the ranks. And, and he's, that's the he's credibility. The and he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. So let's give him his, his credit, just like we did Tom Brady and just like we did Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think when you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, you know, you get all the girls and you get all the grief. That's yep, just part yep, of it. Yep, I mean, yep. you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So I do think there's some unfair criticism. Um, but also, I think you get a lot more credit than you probably should get, too. Uh, and we've talked about fair, that. Done. I think for the Cowboys, my biggest concern was Terrence Steele now being off of the season. Love they put Jason Peters at their right tackle spot. Hadn't played uh, right tackle since 2005 and went in there and really was the major adjustment that allowed them to go on that 98-yard mm. drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and score the game-winning touchdown. I, I heard from Mike McCarthy. I went uh, on DallasCowboys.com just uh, looking for quotes. Uh, and then there was a quote from Mike McCarthy saying, they're going to rotate Jason Peters and Josh Ball at right tackle. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I actually I agree with it. I know there is a significant drop-off between Jason Peters and Josh Ball. You're talking about Jason Peters, who might be a Hall of Famer potentially mm-hmm. one day. Undrafted, by the way. Shout out. Make sure you go to the Hard Knocks mm-hmm. Life on the Horn FM page, and you'll mm-hmm. check out my my little article from Goose Goslin about Goose? undrafted superstars in the NFL. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good stuff there, too. Um, they're going to rotate them mostly because they want to keep both of them fresh and they also want to make sure they keep these guys durable and healthy most of the year. So I agree with that. I know there's a drop-off, but I think you can, based on the situation and based on the opponent matchup-wise, um, I think you can find um, different parts of the game to play Peters and to play Josh Ball without Josh Ball being a liability to you. Right, right. Like If he's a better run blocker, obviously, then he's a pass blocker. You know, you probably want to make him make him your guy more on rundowns or run plays more so than Josh Peters. Not saying you get you. You know, obviously you don't want to reveal your hand uh, and reveal too much based on that personnel choice. But I think situationally the Cowboys can make that work, especially if Tyron Smith is coming back yep. and Jerry Jones, <laughs> uh, Doctor Jerry, right? Forever, yeah, forever <laughs> the optimist. He's yep. saying, and he. By the way, Tyron Smith is in the twenty-one day practice window, so yep. they can decide. Any time in the next, I, probably next two and a half weeks or so, he can go 
and mm-hmm. and they can make that decision. And maybe they already made that decision. If he comes back, that'll stabilize the offensive line a whole lot more too. Right. Yeah. Right. And if if that can happen, it is going to be something to behold. But the problem that I have with it is, is he going to be healthy enough? I know he's working through it, but you know he's one move away again from doing something to hurt himself. Yeah. I hope he's I hope he's healthy because it's just going to make that left side even stronger. But this is the game right here. If he comes back this week, Jacksonville's been playing really really good football right now. Trevor They've been putting pressure yeah. on every team that they played against. And then you got that monster in Philadelphia on Christmas Eve. Hey, Arch, I do want to ask you a quick question, though. Okay. All right. So on that fourth that that uh, fourth quarter drive, mm-hmm. who was calling the plays? I think it was Dak doing oh, it okay. on his own. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I one appreciate thing. you. Mm-hmm. I like you, the way Patrick. you think, Patrick. Yeah, thank you. I like that. that's oh, my dog. Audible the whole way down. Audible the whole way down. Check with me. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling my own plays because what you've done has not worked this far. Wow. I'm just saying, man. One of these days, man. One of these days, those words are gonna come out of your mouth. Oh man. Compliments for Kellen Moore. I'm parched. Okay, real quick. Uh, before we go uh, get out of here, uh, a couple other n- news notes and nuggets from around the league that I noticed that, that were crazy. Remember I kept, kept telling you guys that Minnesota is the most overrated 10-win uh, 10 10 team or 9-3 team. I think they were at the time. Now mm-hmm. they're 10-3. Yep. Uh, uh, but I think now it's starting to be proven that they, they're, they're still a good team because you can't win 10 games in the NFL and not right. be a good team. Right. But in terms of them being historically good, if you compare them to all the other teams that are 10-3, and three, they just don't really cut the mustard. Here's another stat. First team in NFL history now to have a 10-3 and three record and to surrender more points than they've scored. Mm. So they've actually allowed more points than they've scored. They're the first 10-3 and three wow. team in the history of the league to allow more that, points than they've scored. That is unbelievable. Told you. It's <laughs> it is unbelievable. Some about, I don't know. So I don't. They're not plateauing though. I mean, they're nine and zero in one score games, one and three in games decided by more than one score. So they they're just a very strange, very strange, weird uh, instance this year of an NFL team just being clutch, but not necessarily being good. Yeah. And that's, that's usually fair. that goes hand yeah, in hand. You, yeah. You're clutch. That means you're good. They're not that good. They're just clutch. Not even close. So you don't you, you don't want to avoid clutch time with them, and you got a chance. Uh, okay. Uh, also, the Thursday night football game tonight. Thursday night football game this week is 49ers Seattle. Mm-hmm. That is going to be great. I cannot wait for them. Seattle lost too, so that means because Carolina beat Seattle. Yeah. Carolina mm-hmm. beat Seattle. They look good too. It was the worst. They game. look good doing it too. Yeah. Worst game for Geno Smith of the year. First multi interception game of the year for him. Less than sixty percent completion percentage. He had two interceptions, three touchdowns. So that was his first bad game. I expect them to bounce back, and then we trying to bounce back versus the 49ers. It's a hell of a game to bounce back. But Carolina, the way they're beating teams, started one and five, traded Christian McCaffrey, and now they're starting and fired the coach. Yep. And now they want to win games? He's trying to get that job. Steve Wilk trying to get that job. By the way, he's from that Carolina uh, area. Oh, is so he? So he's trying Man. to make sure. He's making a run and making his case for that team. He's got mojo right and he's now. Got, and he's got that team buying into him. Oh, here's, here's the uh, rush number. Uh, the rush attempts in the last three games. 47, 46, and 46. 
pounding the rock. That's what you do, right? <laughs> that's what they're. That's what I think. That's their mantra. Chuba too, Hubbard and rock. Deontay Foreman, yeah. two Big Twelve running backs. There you pounding go. Pounding the rock, man. There you go. Uh, and they are the identity of that Carolina team and right now. Back to uh, Patrick's conspiracy theory that he gave us yesterday about the Houston Texans and the fact that they wanted to lose that game. They found every way to do that with yeah, Damian Pierce being yeah. out. Just to add insult to injury, Damian Pierce has a high ankle sprain that could cause him to miss as many as three games. Tank on, baby. Tank on. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Okay, I love this texter, the cracked apple of Austin. He said, y'all notice that the NFC West is all Big 12 quarterbacks? Interesting. Damn. Geno, Geno Smith, Smith, Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy. Who's the other one I'm missing? Oh, Arizona Cardinals, Arizona, Kyler Murray, Colt. And, and, and Colt. And Colt, yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That is nice. That's, hey, Cracked Apple, good. good little nugget there. I appreciate that. I don't know why they got me excited. It just did. Well, because uh, we represent, they've been hating on us for so long. Represent, and, and, and the day that we're celebrating Mike Leach, and exactly. we all agree the Big 12 would not be where it is today if Mike Leach hadn't come and spread the gospel of the air raid all throughout Big 12 country. And had everybody scared right And had everybody that. scared. That's right. Angle Law, Texas was scared, too. Yeah. We got whipped 63 to, what, 14 or something by that? Yikes. Oklahoma air raid offense. They won a national title that year, so not too much shame in it. Mike Leach was gone by then. That's right. He had went to Texas Tech to start spraying the gospel down there. Had all that stuff. That was that Mangino air. Was that Mangino? Mangino air. I think the Mangino was running the air raid then. You forget Mangino was an air raid guy, too. Kansas. When Kansas went to their only, what, uh, BCS game? Running the air raid, baby. Todd Reesing, baby. Uh-huh. By the way, Lake Travis. Shout out. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. He would have been all flex. He would have definitely been all there you flex. Go. There you we'll go. Uh, come back, wrap this thing up, and put it in the oven. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. Pop a top again. Do you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you're going to have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That oh, is really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven. I like this text. We were just talking about how soon in the old folks' homes, uh, all the hip-hop fans who are 60 and 70 years old, they're not going to be jamming like alt-rock and old-school rock and roll. They're going to be jamming hip-hop. They had Tupac and Too Short in the old the retirement homes. It's going to be crazy. This text baby, says, baby. My, exactly. <laughs> my rest home will have fat packs. <laughs> I appreciate that. Tops drop. I'm gonna oh, be jamming G- DJ Screw in my in my right. retirement home. The That's twerking sure. injuries at retirement oh, homes right. are gonna go through the roof. <laughs> You're right on the broken hips, yeah. uh, ladies. The yeah. twerk contest in the retirement home. <laughs> All right, what's on uh, what's on tap for you hard tonight? I'm gonna watch a little bit of basketball and catch up and and just kind of chill tonight. Oh yeah, I'm watching the uh, the finale of White Lotus. Great White Lotus season two. Okay, on HBO. Great show. I'd okay. recommend it to anybody out there. Patrick, what you got on tap? Uh, uh, we're going to watch the basketball. I might head down to C-Boys and check out my boys Groove Line Horns Ooh. over at C-Boys late tonight. Hey, hey, shout Patrick, out women's basketball. 
Uh, pre-game 10.45 a.m. tomorrow morning on 105.3 The Bats. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Wee. Yeah, that's, that's a little early right there. All right, thanks, Patrick. Thanks, my man, Horace. Thanks for you for listening. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. R.I.P. to the late, great Mike Leach. Peace.